Welcome, welcome to episode two of my podcast, The View from the Crow's Nest. Before I continue, thank you very much to the one person who watched, no, what, watched, listened to episode one yesterday. Whoever you are, you are a champion. Thank you. Um, so for those of you just joining us, which may be just the person from yesterday, maybe somebody else, it's you that I'm talking to. Um, my podcast, The View from the Crow's Nest, is my daily effort to record my thoughts, my ideas, some tips, some tricks, anything that basically I'm thinking of in this in this moment. Um, and the idea is that I want to document um, my yeah my ideas and my journey and whatnot, um, half for myself and half for the listener. So I will say right now I cannot guarantee that any episode will give you. Um, entertainment or will be interesting or will give you value, although I will try to. But I expect that over time there will be a theme or there will be a style that will naturally evolve from these podcasts. What that style is, what that will be, I don't know. But thank you very much for sticking with me if you decide to. Um, but speaking of records, so I am using an app called otter.ai to record the audio for the podcast. Uh, and I've literally just got my hands free stuck into my phone and um, I'm trying it on that. Yesterday I used a little lapel microphone which was a really cheap one um, and the sound wasn't great, it was alright, so I don't know what the sound's going to be like for this but um, I will try a few different things. But the idea of this app otter.ai is that you can, it'll record your audio and it will also transcribe what you're saying um, on the fly, it'll do it live. And the great thing about that is that you can then search by doing a keyword search for any words that appeared in the text. So my hope is that over the days and the weeks and the months and even the years, I can put in a keyword and I can go back and find all of the references to that. So I can see what my thoughts were on a particular subject or how they might have changed over the years. Um, and so if you ever even just want to have notes for your own personal benefit, then otter.ai is, uh, is free and it's a really great app. And then the actual app that I use to do the podcast, um, as I found out yesterday after I recorded it, I export from otter.ai the audio straight into an app called Anchor. So if you've ever thought about doing a podcast, Anchor is the app that I'm using. It's a free app and uh, it's really super easy and it's really cool. And Anchor then pings out your podcast to all sorts of places. So I got a note that my podcast is now available on Spotify, which is very exciting. And I imagine other places will come soon. So there you go. If you ever thought of keeping notes, then otter.ai. And if you ever thought of doing a podcast, then Anchor. Um, but the interesting thing about that um, is accountability. And uh, I talked yesterday about that I, I struggled over the years. Um, I'm very good at starting things. I'm great at coming up with ideas and vision, but I'm not so good at finishing things. Um, and one of the reasons potentially is, um, you know, no accountability. I work with my wife and, you know, we do stuff. But basically we're our own unit, our own island, and we don't... Um, up till now we haven't had a team helping us with stuff and that's probably been something that's held certainly held me back over the years is not having people to help basically not having partners people to bounce ideas off etc and that's something that I want to um, improve on moving forward I think that'll be the key that really unlocks uh, my projects and my ideas and ambitions over the next uh, rest of my life um, and part of that is accountability if you're working with someone then obviously you're already have something that you're accountable to you have to deliver your end of the work and funnily enough I was speaking to my 
brother today and uh, my brother is um is very successful guy um very focused and he is brilliant at finishing things he's very systematic if he says i'm going to do something by x date bang that thing is done by x date and he's a yeah very high achiever and um we talk about these things and he said you know what he does he uh, if, in fact he's just launched a new business um in light of covid um he uh he kind of brainstormed some ideas with people and then he's launched his business and he pulled out a message that he'd sent to people back in April that said, uh, I estimate that this from start of idea through to finish this business is going to take uh, to like to launch this business will take uh, however many weeks and by this week we'll have done this and by this week we'll have done that and the costs will be X and Y. And basically he penciled in the 15th of June as the ready to launch and the business is now ready to launch um, actually a touch early but almost you know he, he almost nailed it on the on the button and I asked him you know oh how how did you do that and one of the reasons he said is because he sends these messages out to people um, to make himself accountable to delivering on whatever that project is so he sends it out to friends and family and colleagues and peers um, this time frame and then that gives him a bit of I guess the pressure or the impetus to then deliver on it and I said that was interesting because I just started these podcasts just yesterday. And part of the reason is accountability. So accountability to myself, uh, amongst other things. You know, if I say something on here and uh, people hear it at the moment, just one person. But over time, I imagine there'll be two people or four people. And whoever they are, whoever you are, um, hopefully you're going to hold me accountable. And in fact, that actually leads me on to an idea that I'm having right now. Um, Use this if you do listen to this podcast, and I thank you so much for listening to my ramblings. Um, hold me accountable. I would absolutely love it if I share an idea or a thought, or I say, "Oh, this is a project I'm working on," or "This is something I'm going to do," and I get a message from someone to say, "How's it going? This project or this particular thing or whatever." You know, you can tweet me at Romeo Crow on Twitter. You can find me on uh, Telegram at the same thing on Instagram, on Facebook, however you want. But I tell you what, if anybody were to start asking me, um, you know, out the blue, so to speak, how's this going or how's that going? That would be incredible because I know that then, uh, you know, I am being held accountable and I'm not just doing it in a void where I can avoid doing it because no one is waiting for it, whatever it is, whatever that project is. So that's one thing I ask of you, actually. If there's anything I ask of you, it's, yeah, drop me a line on Twitter and say, Come on, dude, what's going on with this? That would be brilliant. So to speak of projects, I guess I should finish this by actually uh, mentioning some projects. So over the last 10 or so years, uh, we had a project, my wife and I, which was we wanted to have a life, a lifestyle, where we, I guess we could travel whenever we wanted, wherever we wanted, and we weren't um, accountable to external sources in the sense of we didn't have bosses, we didn't have to ask for holiday, we didn't have to, you know, be in a certain location for stuff to happen, etc. And then we had children and we were still on that same plan. So fast forward to today and COVID aside, um, we are now able to live where we want to live because our business, uh, our main income, which has completely fallen off a cliff because the pubs are closed, but we have a business, main income comes from a business called UK Open Mic, which is an open mic business, as you'd guess. And without pubs being open, there are no open mics. So that's not happening. But assuming that was happening and when it was happening, we had this wonderful team on the front end on the ground who were delivering the um, services, who were delivering the open mics. 
and um, we were working on the background, uh, on the marketing and all this kind of thing and blah, blah, blah. But because of the internet, of course, we could work wherever we wanted. And this was a plan that has been you know, 10 years plus in the making. And then when we had children, we wanted to homeschool those children and that would give us the flexibility to be able to travel with them. And then that developed into understanding there was a thing called world schooling, which is where basically you travel with your children and um, educate them as you go with the world. You know, the world is your classroom kind of thing. And so that's really cool because we now realise that, um, you know, there are other people out there doing exactly this, which is brilliant, called world schoolers. So we are world schoolers and we want to connect with them. And funnily enough, one of our more recent uh, projects is a project called world schooling hub and um that is our uh, it's going to be a suite of products we've already kind of launched two uh, parts of that and that's going to hopefully help scratch our own itch which is one of the great things about world schooling is you can go anywhere and see anything and educate your kids take them to the coliseum if you want to learn about roman history or whatever but one of the downsides is you don't have a roots or a home base so you don't always have a community of other world schoolers or homeschoolers to meet up with so finding them in different places can be a bit challenging so these tools the world schooling hub is all about helping us and helping everybody else in the community to try and find and connect and meet with each other um and so that yeah so uh, i digress there so oh so that was that was the goal so basically this 10-year goal we're now we're doing it again covid aside you know we're traveling we're world schooling the kids and we're able to do that. And that is a weird one because we didn't really realise that we'd kind of hit that goal. And it was like, oh, wow, um, actually, yeah, pat on the back kind of thing. Um, and I guess part of that is because we didn't have these things written down. We didn't have people holding us to account for it and whatnot. So I want to try and change that a little bit with future projects and, and see if that enables us to complete those projects me personally because I'm not always so great at completing projects and us as a family so we can bring these projects through maybe a little quicker and hopefully help more people in the process whether that's through connecting them in the way that World Schooling Hub does or whether that's through entertaining people in the way that hopefully my music um, and fiction writing does but we shall see so I want to share with you the final thing I'll share with you in my ramblings of today is the next kind of big project, and this is a bit of a lifelong one, really, um, that we came up with a few months ago, which uh, I'm going to tell you so that we're now accountable to it. Um, I don't have an exact name for it, but we we love the travel side of things, but we realise that we do also want to have a home base. So currently we don't have a, our own home. Um, so to have a home base requires us to get and sort out our own home. So this project, us being... My wife and I, being the people we are, we don't do things in normal ways because you know, we're not normal people. Um, so we're like, OK, but we want a house, but we don't want it to just be a house because, you know, that would be normal and what everybody would do and sensible people would do. And perhaps we're not very sensible. So we decided that we want to. <laughs> this sounds bonkers already, but trust me, um, we want to get a big piece of land and either with a house on it or build a house or with a house that we can live in for a while while we build another house on it. But basically we build a house, but we also build um, other like little small cottages maybe, or, you know, little small flats. And eventually piecemeal by piecemeal, piece by piece over the years, we build on the land, not just our house, but also 
an environment for creatives, an environment for people to come, and eventually even a mini amphitheatre, yes, an amphitheatre, made out of stone, like, but still, um, and start holding cultural events, you know, maybe concerts or stuff like that, and basically turn not our house, not just into a house, but into a cultural hub where people come to relax, enjoy themselves, meet other like-minded people, etc., so that when we're traveling, we're traveling, we're meeting people. And when we're home, we can host people. People can come, whether they're world schoolers, artists, creatives, business people, whatever. Um, so it's a pretty ambitious product project, uh, particularly when you're starting from complete scratch, you know. Um, and in fact, as, as bonkers as it sounds, the very first thing that we did was look at potential places for it and just try and get a rough idea of money that would be needed to do these things. And the really cool thing was, when we were in um, London, we were living in Battersea in a rented flat for 10 odd years. And we did look at one point to buy our flat or to buy the, one of the flats in the building. And we couldn't really afford it at the time. And we kind of kicked ourselves because the cost, the, the value of the flats in that 10 years, I think, has doubled. But basically, a, a one bedroom flat in the block that we were in is, I think, now closing in on half a million quid. Um, which is a hell of a lot of money for a one bedroom flat. But the interesting thing is we started looking at, and that's not, you know, this is London, so that's not a crazy amount of money for London. And so it would be quite normal and sensible for somebody to buy a flat in London or to buy a house outside of London, you know, maybe with the garden. And you'd expect to pay now kind of 400,000 to 600,000 for, a, you know, a, a nice three bedroom house, let's say, or two bedroom house. And that would be totally acceptable. And we had a look and in, um, Tuscany, I kind of had an idea for Tuscany for this, which is all these connotations of this beautiful place, and it is a beautiful place. Um, you can buy really large tracts of land for like 100 grand, you know, or so in some cases less actually. And you can buy large tracts of land with a house already on it for kind of 250,000. So actually, when I put it in context, it's like, all oh, this project isn't actually as bonkers as we thought it might be. So I share that with you. Um, I share that with myself, really, as well as anybody's listening, so that we can see in the future. I have I have stated this is the plan. I have now made myself accountable. I won't say I've made both of us accountable because my wife doesn't know I'm making this podcast or putting it in here, so she may disagree. Oops, sorry about that, Sim, if you're listening. Um, but nonetheless, I put this idea out here. I'm making it accountable. This is one of the projects, and I guess over the days I will share with you. Um, other projects, other things I'm working on, either more personally or us as a, a family, other initiatives and ideas. And as I say, if there's one takeaway for you guys, um, otter.ai, really useful app. Check it out. Anchor, if you want to do a podcast, put something out there publicly so that you hold yourself accountable. Maybe that will help you to finish on things that otherwise you may not finish on. Hopefully it'll help me. Um, we'll see. And final thing, visit me at Romeo Crow on Twitter and hold me accountable. Ask me how these things are going. And um, that'll, that'll be awesome if you did. And also probably put me under pressure and I will go, ah, but you know, that's half the fun. Thank you very much for listening. This is only episode two. I don't know where this is going to go from here, but that's part of the course, isn't it? That's what life is. Take care of yourself. Be awesome. And I hope you'll feel, you feel inspired by life. Take care. Bye.